Hey there, happy new year. Welcome to Wabi Sabi podcast episode 107. This is the first of many episodes called Weekly Wellness, where we're going to focus on hot tips and no bullshit here ever and no snake oil. Look it up if you don't know what that is. A lot of you are being brainwashed right now by hype, smoke and mirrors, and snake oil. Capitalism at its finest. And since I don't get fucking paid to do this podcast and I'm going out of pocket for it, I may as well just be honest, right? (laughs) I'm not going to sell you on bullshit today, but I'm going to totally call out a bunch of wellness trends. We're going to go through the bullshit and the real deal today. So welcome to the Wabi Sabi podcast. I'm your host, Candice Kumai. If you haven't followed my newsletter by now, well, what are you waiting for? Go to CandiceKumai.com, C-A-N-D-I-C-E-K-U-M-A-I.com and sign up for my newsletter by clicking the top right corner for newsletter. Sign up, get free coupon codes, juicy recipes, hot tips, and inspiring shit from a girl who's been the same size since high school. You know, there are a bunch of people that have wanted to join the wellness sphere for a long time. And while I welcome people to our landscape, I do think it's really important to get your degrees, to make sure that you study, and that you have a long and hard resume. This isn't an area or a field where I think you can just go on TikTok and blast out eating liver, drinking pink shit, etc. I think there are dangers lurking left and right, and you should follow people like Dr. Andrew Weil, one of my friends that I'll be seeing next week when we give him a big shebang or award or celebrate his many years at 80 years old, a Harvard graduate and still practicing medicine in certain forms, like at the uh, Institute of Integrative Medicine at University of Arizona, etc. These are things that are accredited, and I love following accredited doctors and getting more advice and learning from them. A lot of us have the same thoughts when it comes to taking really shitty advice from people who virtually just want to sell you shit. Be careful in knowing the difference. And actually, I think a really great way to gauge is to see who do these people follow, you know, check out who they're following, maybe do a deep dive on their resume, and actually fact check yourself this year, unfollow a bunch of people that are just spewing bullshit for fun or to sell you some cream or serum. And just get with it. You know, it's not easy writing books. I'll say that my sister thinks I'm psychotic for writing seven, which I probably am. But I also really have this deep sense of fulfillment when I finish and complete a project and I realize that it helps you and it actually works. Go figure. So today, there are a couple of wellness trends people are saying to look out for. And we'll talk through them and say, are they real or are they not? And should you do them for 2023? So while on the topic, I am writing a new show with two colleagues, me three at this point of mine. And we found um, that a lot of us are going down rabbit holes these days. And I think we need to be really careful because the rabbit hole is a dangerous area and I'd love to clear it up for you. So Time Magazine did a very good deep dive into nine wellness trends to ditch. One of them I thought was important to bring up um, so there's a lot of body positivity going on out there and time is saying that it's actually toxic and it's time to let it go. 
It states, the body positivity movement aims to accept, appreciate, and celebrate all bodies, regardless of size, shape, or ability. But increasingly, critics say the push for body positivity has turned toxic, as it, quote, places the burden on those with more marginalized bodies to simply love themselves, irrespective of the very real systemic forces that promote negative body image, unquote, says Sarah Haruni Luri, a therapist based in Los Angeles. She says at its core, body positivity still reinforces the notion that there's a value in the way a person's body looks. It's not realistic for everyone to love their body all the time, she adds, and that is true. Then she says, and under this framework, failing to do so can lead to feelings of guilt or shame. So Time says instead in 2023, aim to practice body neutrality, she suggests. That means accepting our bodies as a vessel that allow us to run, walk to the mailbox. Instead of attaching positive or negative feelings to them, start by unfollowing social media accounts that promote unhealthy body image ideals. I completely agree with this. And following this sediment is letting go of those what I eat in a day videos, which I have never done. Thanks. I'm not one of those people that follows any sort of weird trend or something that just seems like, oh, well, this is clickbait. So do it. I often am repulsed or kind of reject these types of videos. Like there's some weird videos of Asian girls like mukbang or something. Forgive me if that is not how it's pronounced. I just find it revolting um, as somebody who has been put on display for work for many years regarding my physique. It's a job. Um, I see it as nothing other than a way for me to pay for school and pay for a master's degree and rent and my bills and I've sort of steered away from me. If you've noticed on my last two book covers, I have not put my face on them or my body on purpose because I wanted people to actually see the context of the words that were in the book and on the pages versus looking at me as like some display of body image. And and this is true. Those are two things that we do need to let go of in 2023. The toxic trends um, of telling people how their body should look and feel. I think we should probably just promote the health of someone's strength, inner strength, mental strength, and also your physical strength and and loving the way that your body can do so much for you in a way where it's not about the physical form of the body, but it's more about the mental health of the body. And so when you work out this year, have in mind, you're not working out for the physical form. You're working out for your mental health, stability, circulation, blood flow, better sleep, better eating habits, and overall better mental health and wellness. The day in a life of, or this is what I eat in a day videos, uh, very strange. I might've had a magazine or two ask me to do one of these over the last 10, 12 years, I would say, but, uh, not healthy at all. Because if you live in a food desert, like in the middle of the projects, you're not going to have the accessibility to the same fresh fruits and vegetables as somebody in, you know, Santa Monica has down at the beach. So this is, uh, socioeconomically not 
a fair playing field. So I always like to just offer up recipes where you can even use canned legumes or beans or you can make a homemade lentil soup really easily with bulk lentils or um, when we work at the food bank we really do hand out people staples that they can have in their pantry like canned foods that stay fresh for a long time or not fresh but they stay well for a long time and then we give them things like eggs or a nut butter or bread you know just staples so let's focus on being grateful that we have enough to eat on being grateful that there's food on the table. And if there isn't, you can always volunteer at a food bank and in trade, they almost always will give you free food. And if you just want to stop by a food pantry or a food bank, look up your local Salvation Army or your local church and see who offers free food, free meals or free bagged food or free pantry food. A lot of people will help you, but I'm so down to start offering up better advice and being smarter and less tone deaf this year and offering recipes that everybody can make and sharing wellness practices with you that matter to everyone. Time Magazine also writes um, about how there are 14 billion views on TikTok that have showed these unrealistic expectations with unhealthy body images and just fucking distorted, stupid day in a life of food videos. And we're showing um, people now that these are really, really bad for eating disorders. And forgive me for bringing this up today. I know a trigger warning that we're going to talk a lot about this about toxic things today that could bring up some old feelings for you. But rest assured, I'm here to help. I've had friends with all kinds of eating disorders. And I've worked with women uh, for the last almost two decades on helping them to get just more stable and more strong and just healthy. And that doesn't include selling you bullshit. I'm pretty sure you guys already know that. But just a, a side note disclaimer there. I want to be sensitive to anybody who has issues around it. I know I do personally. So I'll be gentle today. But they are stating that these 15 second videos of what wellness influencers, quote unquote, what they're eating um, has been linked to really unhealthy body image. And they state um, in time. Most times people are posting these videos, they have a small body size, they're attractive. They imply that if you eat this in a day that you'll feel better. And a registered dietitian uh, by the name of Emily Tills in New York states, it would suggest a cookie cutter approach to nutrition, which just doesn't work. And she says, quote, no one has the same genes as you. No one processes food the same exact way that you do. And no one has the same dieting history, end quote, all of which impact how your body reacts to certain foods. Plus, Tills points out that most of the people posting what I eat in a day videos omit some of what they consume, particularly the less nutritious choices. They aren't broadcasting what they have every day, and they may even have disclaimer here again, they may have an eating disorder. Um, personally, we know that there are some people that are on a show with the letter K, and I know um, unhealthy habits are done when they are editing a lot of pictures, and that's not how people look in real life, and it's unrealistic too. 
you know, you can you can see the surgeries and the enhancements and things. And um, if that's what they like to do, great, have fun. I, it doesn't bother me in any way other than when it starts to affect our youth and our young girls. And when young girls are seeing bodies that don't look realistic they wonder what's wrong with them and guess what there's nothing wrong with you you have a beautiful body and it's normal and it's not been altered and you don't have to photoshop and you don't have to change the way you look to make yourself feel better or to get the affirmations from others to make you feel better this year you just you just don't I personally have thought I watch and observe a lot especially because I'm not on a show right now and I'm finishing the last book and I'm in observing mode and I have noticed quite a bit of the same women on hotation posting the same types of thirst traps which are getting very old and people aren't going to be able to scrub these from their minds. So when I think of, of classy and strong and beautiful, I often think of women that aren't posting all the time that are busy doing real things with their lives, like educating themselves, doing self-work offline, traveling, meditating, going back to school, getting your master's, getting a doctorate, actually doing work that works and doing it offline, not having to overshare. These are things that we should really, my God, have I grown from the time I was leaving New York to now. It's been five years and I found myself to be on almost like a different wavelength. It freaks me out a little bit. Like we're throwing a I'm coming back to New York party with Louis Vuitton soon. I'll t tell you about that another time. It's a long story. I'm so excited though and beyond grateful. I mean it doesn't get any better than working with a really really like deeply respected legacy brand and also being able to say I'm back and I feel better than I've ever felt and it has nothing to do with drugs or sex or men at this point it has everything to do with letting go of those things and doing the real self-work for five years I think making a return is going to be very exciting but also very scary because New York is no longer the same place and I'm no longer the same person but as I digress, my point is, is that things have changed. And if we don't listen to these trends that we need to let go of, we never evolve and we never grow and we don't become better people. So stop paying attention to the alteration people. Hey, if you're at one of the news outlets, like I don't care if it's a women's mag, a gossip mag, or the New York Times or LA Times, San Diego Tribune, stop paying attention to dumb people. Like start giving a platform and that goes for every podcaster and every TV show host and every producer, casting director, please start getting fresh faces in there. Start getting better people on your show. Start interviewing better people. Stop paying attention to dumb and thirsty and like, okay, we've heard your story. We fucking get it. We've seen the body a bajillion times. We don't need to see it again. One rule of thumb my friend Janelle Hamilton, a publicist that I admire, told me a long time ago, and I will repeat this again because it really, really works. She told me, do not promote anything unless you have something to promote. So don't do the show circuit. Don't put videos out there. Don't go crazy trying to 
show the world who you are until you have something to talk about. That's a new show, a new book, a new documentary, etc. Immune boosting products. I don't know if I really, I don't really agree with that. I think that we all need to keep our immunity up. Um, And that we should focus on foods that have natural probiotics, particularly for me. I love anything with koji, that's miso paste or soy sauce, natto. There are a lot of Japanese foods out there that are so good. And if you aren't a fan of Japanese foods, you can try kefir, you can try yogurt, you can try cheese, you can try um, some sauerkraut, apple cider vinegar, and you can also... um, try kombucha but make sure it has the mother in it all right so this one I do agree with massage guns for fitness recovery totally overrated and junk that you don't need to buy I kind of feel bad when people go crazy and they buy all kinds of of gadgets like there's an aura ring and a fucking fitness watch and a fucking watch you like sleep with it's just like gross Neuralink, the thing that elon musk wants you to put in your brain no just no pretty simple right now we're going to look up the zoe report on wellness trends to watch so i like rachel zoe i think she's cool and the reason why she's cool is because she's been relevant for a while but also she does um beautiful styling and design so she is saying alcohol free which is something I've been for many years. I really only drink for celebratory reasons. A birthday. I'm coming back to New York. Maybe one sip on Christmas. Ask my family. I'm not lying. Um, it's just going back to fitness basics, which I agree. Um, TikTok fitness is a little bit too crazy, but we're saying that maybe we go back to mastering a fitness practice that we really like versus trying everything. I go to Bar Method and Pilates Platinum. And between the two, an occasional like walks and hikes with my partner, I think that we're doing pretty good. I'm not perfect. I still really love pita chips. Still love the weed gummies. Can't get rid of them. And I still really like, you know, like if somebody passed me a joint at a party or something, sure, whatever. But I'm just saying like, I don't drink like a fish anymore and I feel really good. So I highly recommend laying off. There's also plant-based alternatives that they talk about, which I don't know if I agree with that. I think just eating green and fresh and occasionally like adding in really good fish, like a high fatty fish, mackerel, sardines, salmon, that kind of a diet is amazing. It's great for the skin, hair, and the nails. Um, they're talking about sleep hygiene, which is interesting. Um, I've always been a proponent of sleep. I don't think it needs to become a trend. I think it needs to become a regular part of your daily routine. And you need to prioritize to go to bed around 9 o'clock every night. I've said it first. I do 8, but I know the world needs... I mean, I go to bed at eight every night and that means just dimming the lights, getting the PJs on, washing my face, taking a bath, like getting into bed, reading a book, turning the lights off, putting on a candle, 
making sure that you watered the plants, checking out your clean sheets and just maybe taking the weed gummy and feeling all fuzzy. But I'm just saying, get rest and go to bed around eight or nine. I'm saying that you can go at nine o'clock because people think eight is ridiculous, but I've been doing it for a long time and I have receipts to show that. It's not a trend, you guys. It's a must. Okay, we're over that list for right now. Um, Forbes has a list out that says 10 wellness trends you have to try. All right, so these kind of make me laugh too because I I also really just want to kind of say fuck you to everyone because I write these things and have been for 20 years. So I'll just say it here. Fuck you. Like these are all dumb and we're just assessing them to talk shit But if you really want to be well, you can read one of my many books, including the next one. Um, So I'm already ahead of all these trends, but it says that spiritual wellness, hello, is going to be cool. This year, my new book comes out in April and it's on spiritual wellness. Uh, Biotech wellness tools, I don't think so. Not agreeing with that. Micro workouts, uh, I don't think so either mouth taping I don't think so sleep sinking I don't think so a full day spa visit I absolutely agree that is to a T something that more of us need to do is a self-care day a me day a day where you can take care of yourself and just decompress and be away from everyone including your significant other they can see you another time enjoy sober curious I do I do agree with this one like try not drinking for a couple months. I don't do fucking January dry because I pretty much do the year dry. I've just learned how to moderate my alcohol consumption. And part of that may be because I just don't know how to moderate because of all the wild, like my history of drinking and going out with boys has been on rotation of just like fly into Paris, meet the guy, drink, go for a bender all weekend, fly into New York, do the same thing. And, you know, it was great while it lasted, but again, it's like a vicious cycle and it's not real. So I lived in a fantasy world for a very long time. So once I got myself out and did a lot of self-work around my demons, my self-esteem, my confidence, I found that a lot of my belief system was around believing that being with men, hot men, successful men, fun men, drinking, having a good time, wild nights... I thought that made me feel really good. And while it did for like 20 minutes, didn't last because it's not real. Lasting success, especially in a healthy relationship, is more like letting go of the past belief system and moving on towards a healthy relationship with someone that you really love and value. Keep in mind, I'm 40. If you're 20, you don't need to listen to me. Plug your ears and tell me to fuck off. If you are young, do do whatever you need to do and have fun. <laughs> um, the last few things they talk about are mushrooms. Yes, this is becoming much more mainstream as a trend. Women's healing circles, very good to have a support system. And I do think that this is a very good article to follow as far as the new year. Marie Claire in the UK decides to write about 12 health trends to follow for 2023. Glucose tracking and eating for hormone health. 
I don't think glucose tracking is necessary. Um, but I think eating for hormone health is very smart. Sinking to your circadian rhythms. Um, if you want to learn more about that, I would say look at my friend's um, books on flow, F-L-O. Um, it's not true that men and women sync the same way with circadian rhythms. So instead of confusing yourself with more wellness shit, I would suggest just going to bed when it feels good and waking up when it feels good for you. Follow the sun, follow the moon, sleep when it's dark, wake when the sun rises. It really works. Working out for immunity and mental health. Been saying that for many years. Ayurveda. But I do think that Ayurveda should be taught by actual Ayurveda practitioners from India. So this year, my biggest wellness trend is just hammering this in to everyone's head. Get your advice from other cultures from the source first. That means I'm Japanese. I'll share with you my culture. Ayurveda is derived from India. You should learn Ayurveda from an Indian person. Said it first. TikTok, here we go. Well, this one I agree with. Marie Claire says that TikTok fads are going to be debunked this year. It says, and this is Marie Claire UK, which is why I chose it. It's a little bit of a different perspective. It says, we've all seen TikTok health or trend or two this year. That's ahem, questionable. Anyone remember the NyQuil challenge? Okay, that is gross. Now the FDA started to swiftly issue an official statement warning against cooking with certain products shortly after certain things went viral. Um, Side note, you guys can't be dumb and be getting advice from people on TikTok, please. Even if it's a dermatologist or a doctor, etc., you should be going to your own practitioner and following their advice. The only doctor's website that I really, really agree with and follow is Dr. Weil. So do not follow TikTok for anything. Ugh. There's not one good thing about the app that I can even state except not not one thing. Um, it says that people are seriously beginning to question what they see on social media. Okay, really? I'm going to give you guys credit for this. I know you're not just seeing the questioning come up now. I know you felt it for a while. And it says that especially TikTok, when digging deeper to decipher what's credible content, they say that the super spreading of health and fitness information is really getting out there. And this gentleman who is the CEO of Freeletics also says, sadly, social media influencers are now the main source of health and fitness information. But in 2023, we're going to start to question why, he predicts. Just because the content is free and relatable doesn't mean it's credible. Amen. And then it continues to say, and we'll see a shift away from prioritization of style over substance. At the bottom of it, it says, fingers crossed for this one. I imagine them saying, fingers crossed for this one. Reformer Pilates, very good. We've been doing that for a while now, and I agree. Sound therapy, I do agree with this one as well. 
it's awesome if you have a friend who does sound baths and if you can follow um, different people who've been practicing sound therapy for years. It is so wonderful and relaxing. Mindful drinking, I absolutely already practice this. Um, again, this is not a trend, it's a way of life. And it's something I figured out when I had more of my spiritual awakening over the last five years. Like I I told you guys all about the journey is really what life is all about, right? It's not about the destination. It's all these tiny little experiences along the way, who you meet, who you love, who you let go of, who you're with, who makes you laugh. Who do you think about when you want to make that first phone call to share good news? It's the books you read, the places you go, the people you meet. It's okay to have a martini or a highball or just a fucking whiskey neat. I'm I'm like basically talking shit about my old self right now and I miss her terribly. I don't think for one second that just because I say I don't do things anymore doesn't mean I don't miss the life. I really do. But it's like any any former addict will probably tell you this too. Like, I don't miss the coming down off of these things. I don't miss the longing for these men to love me back. I don't miss the horrible feelings of anxiety and depression on when is he going to write me back? What did I do wrong? I wonder if he's already into somebody else. Like, I don't miss those things. So overall, for me, at this point in my life and these stages and these new chapters, I decide in 2023 that the best version of me is just right where I am. And it's the same for you. And so these are all like take it or leave it assessments. But I do think it's really important for us to talk about health and wellness in a real respectable light with a voice in mind, with stories to tell, with personal experience, and just a lot of world perspective. I still have a Japanese mom. I still have a father that's European from Europe. I still have a sister that lives in London. And I myself still shoot out in Japan and sometimes in Australia, sometimes in Europe or in Africa, etc. And this worldly point of view is interesting to me because I can't I can't, you couldn't try to get me to be um, like a boring, bland, like a waspy type of wellness person if I tried, because it's certainly not who I am. I think it's important for us to be heard and seen just as much as all the other celebrities that are trying to push wellness out there right now. Those of us who originally got into this 20 years ago before they did, and we did the research, we did the writing, we laid the pavement and we, we laid the foundation to make wellness a very practical and accessible place. And it's sort of been regurgitating and resold and repackaged back to us. Like I will get into through this year how people are trying to resell me on my own culture which I find to be the most disturbing part of wellness. And it must stop. And I'll explain it. But I, I do want you guys to know how real I am and how I, I still long for some of these things that I once had. And that's 
part of the essence of growth, right? Is when we let things like sort of linger and then and then we're like, oh, knock it off. This was never good or meant for you. So sometimes the practice becomes the purity and the lessons and the growth of just letting it go and forgiving and just moving along and clearing plenty of space, like simplification of all things and purity. Coming to your own awakening does not mean that you can't do it on your own. You didn't need to go to Japan and do all these crazy things that I did. You just need to read a good book at home and spend a lot of time with yourself. You can even watch White Lotus and still like see all the craziness. And you can even have 10 cats or you can still buy the vagina candles or do whatever you need to do. But I'm just saying like performative wellness for oneself is immeasurable. It's within your heart and mind and your spirit. And nobody can tell you what you can or can't do to get there. The journey is through thyself and you're going to find it on your own. One of the last things they talk about is safer sex um, and personalized pleasure, which is really funny. Um, I would say that knowing how to please yourself is safe sex. So you don't need to be going out there with like a hotation if you enjoy that and make sure that you use condoms and you are safe and make sure to also get checked out as much as possible and if you like vibrators then get one you know they all end up dead anyways at some point you don't use the same one that you had three years ago so it's really up to you I would say simplify if you can tuning into your senses is also a way Um, of life on this list I do agree that music is huge and ASMR soundscapes are becoming more popular this year Um, and then lastly it states one of my favorite things a shift away from screen time which is something I highly recommend we all try this year it's so important for us to spend less time on the screen more time getting lost in nature and more time spending spending it with just people and pets and those that you love. Like it could even be going to the ocean and going for a surf. Or it could even be as simple as just gathering some things and bringing them to a local Goodwill or thrift shop that needs items. And not caring at all for anything in return. I think sometimes like cleaning out your closet and getting rid of the old spring cleaning early, getting ready for the new, making space in your house for a loved one to come. Do these things so that you can be ready. And when you work on thyself, you know that the good one is coming and hopefully they're right around the corner for you. One of the last lists we'll look at is an L list on what to expect in the world of wellness for 2023. So they talk about accessible healthcare avenues. What it says is, whilst the pandemic has placed massive burdens on the healthcare system around the globe, it's forged an entirely new and effective way we see our healthcare providers utilizing video visits and remote monitoring have taken center stage at our providers. 
that treat non-emergency conditions, freeing up ER room and more for more life-threatening matters, which in turn provides less strain on our essential workers and first responders, which is really great. So for perspective, in 2020, it said that less than 1% of ZocDoc's total bookings were on telehealth. And then by May 2020, they skyrocketed to roughly 30 to 40%. So that means we should pay attention that a lot of patients will have satisfaction during telehealth. And sometimes when we have easier access to seeing our doctor, even if it's virtual, like it's faster this way, it's a little bit easier in certain instances. But still make sure to get checked up and checked out because in person, if you need to get screened for cancer or get your annual pap smear, et cetera, you will need to go in to see the doctor for that. So make sure that you still see your doctor in real life at least once or twice a year if you can. It says there's a renewed focus on upcycling food, which means that they can repurpose foods to make a shepherd's pie, or they implement more practices to help to conserve energy and minimize food insecurity, creating more sustainable habits with food and helping to save our beloved earth. If there's really anything that you can do this year that I highly recommend, I do agree. Upcycling food is great. Making sure that you do not waste food this year. Um, It also says, although the concept isn't new to chefs, the pandemic undoubtedly prompted a shift in how I operate my business explains Chef Boris Skinnett, a restaurateur who owns Gib Gournand. He's focusing on creating a conscious practice. I'm passionate about upholding my restaurant as much as possible, upholding in his restaurant. So um, he's finding a way to, say, boost the flavor to the house-made salsa verde by using more cilantro stems or saying he's changing the daily soups Hmm. I think it's just a matter of learning how to utilize more out of your food. Like you don't need to throw away your beet tops. You can eat them in your salad. You can use the stem of broccoli. Just make sure that you saute it way before the florets. You do the broccoli stems. You can put them in any recipe and they taste delicious. You also don't have to be so wasteful. Like when you are at the market or you're at the farmer's market, you know, make sure to get as much fresh food that you're going to use in that week and don't let things go to waste. I am guilty of that because I, I'm, you know, one solo person. So I often try to buy things together with my partner and then we share them as much as possible. And you can also do at the end of the week, you can always do, you know, a soup or a chili or a one pot meal where you throw everything into the pot and you make your own healthy soup. You can also, if you get a rotisserie chicken, you know, make sure you save the bones and make stock out of it. Make sure that you utilize all of the food in your fridge and keep it as fresh as possible if you can for as long as you can. Like right now, I have lemons in there that I've used for a while. I'm saving all of the guavas my mom gave me for Christmas. Um, We have a guava tree and I I don't want to waste them. Plus, they're really good for your skin. So any, any berries are powerful for skin. So buy them and freeze them if you don't eat them all. Just utilize the freezer as much as possible in the refrigerator and make sure you don't overbuy and you don't stockpile. Only buy what you need this year. 
And then it says some of the last notes, and I believe this is L um, America. It says there's an emphasis, more of an emphasis on mental well-being. And I, I thank people for that because I do think it is really important that we focus on mental health more than anything this year. One of the last things they bring up is leisure travel for wellness. And, you know, while I would say this is cool, I think people need to be more open-minded that there isn't a budget for that for most people. So what I would expect in 2023 is to see people doing more road trips and cheaper flights. And for you, I'd like to recommend getting a account with your favorite airline and saving miles I also utilize a Delta SkyMiles credit card and I use it all the time. It helps me to save my travel miles and to rebook. And most of you don't know a lot of my trips to Japan or Hawaii or even to Australia have been utilized using miles. And it's about being smart this year with your finances. I'm actually quite surprised that nobody talks about financial wellness, which is something that can be easily triggered and correlated to your anxiety and your depression, your mental health and wellness. So one thing I will recommend, while it's cool to travel and everybody's out there taking these photos of where they're going, let's not be tone deaf this year in sharing this wealth that you might may or may not have. Whether you have it or not is up to you. Whether you show it off or not is also up to you. So be very mindful and self-aware of the current climate out there. I really don't think it's important to flaunt wealth. Sure, here's a perfect example. One of my dear friends works at Louis Vuitton, and we've always wanted to work together, and now we finally found the chance to. But what I'm virtually doing is sharing more beautiful Japanese health and spirituality practices at the event. And this brings people together in a beautiful way to celebrate life. And that's how it ends up being a positive free event for my friends and loved ones and some new awesome colleagues as well. These are things where I have to counter and balance and I find checks and balances in my own life and I check myself all the time and I make sure to pinch myself in being much more self-aware. But I also didn't work 20 years extremely hard and sacrificing so much including a house, a man, a child, etc., I didn't do that to say no when Louis V came my way. I did this on my own without nepotism, without the help of a man, without fucking cash in the bank. No sugar daddy needed. I am my own sugar daddy. As Cher says, I am a rich man. So there you go. Along the lines of mental health and wellness regarding to finances, this is a year where I want you to get your shit together. First of all, stop listening to other people when it comes to financial advice. They don't know your numbers in the bank. They don't know your assets. You need to go to a CPA and you need to talk to them or a wealth management firm or somebody who's going to help you to get organized. You need to make sure that they're trustworthy. And the way you do that is to get a referral. If you don't know where to find them, go to the Small Business Association and check out who they recommend if you're a small business owner. And if you don't know anybody there, then when you go to your local bank, ask them if they have financial advisors at hand. These people will look at your money and help you to manage it. 
you also really need to learn about high interest savings accounts and take advantage of them. Please don't be the last person to find out about them. They will help you to make money off of your money that you've really worked hard to save on your own. And while this world is still a man's world and they're all rich running around with their cash in the bank, I still think women have a place to gain their own sense of stability through relationships, healthy eating, being a strong woman who is grateful for her body, being somebody who's smart with their savings and finances, and also being really mindful of the tone deaf bullshit out there and the dumbasses posting all over TikTok. So let's unfollow the people flaunting wealth and really unrealistic body types. Let's unfollow the bullshit and on TikTok and get rid of all the trash. The only thing you need to follow on there is cat videos. And then lastly, let's do a much better job of social responsibility and helping to share the messages that wellness is not fucking shit you can buy or vagina candles. It's real life. It's going to meditate in the mornings. It's learning how to cook a decent meal with fruits and vegetables. It's learning the difference between broccoli rob and Swiss chard. It's learning how to make chicken stock from the bones of your rotisserie chicken and not buying it all the time. It's also learning the difference between coconut aminos and the long history, rich history of soy sauce from Japan. What's koji? What's miso? What's natto? What's kefir? What are these things Candace talked about in this episode that are all correlated to probiotics and happy bacteria for your gut? And what's bullshit and what's not well I laid it out for you today if you want to listen to this episode one more time you can cross off and check off the things on your list that we said yes to and things that we said uh I don't fucking think so sorry for using the f word too I noticed I know a couple of people who wrote those stories and you guys do a great job Joni I love you (laughs) I had to laugh though because I was like oh of course some of these people are my friends But I love it because it means that we can still be purple together. That means you're not black and you're, or I'm I'm sorry, you're not blue and you're not red. You're going to stay in the purple zone and you're going to stay neutral this year. And that is all that matters. You're not going to take sides in this divisive world. You're going to be smart and stay out of it. You're going to be smart and you're going to eat better, get more sleep, and you're going to make it a regular part of your life. Mental wellness is regular. Getting rid of massive amounts of alcohol in your life is regular. And getting a really good night's sleep is regular. These aren't trends. These are cultural norms when you live a healthy lifestyle. And although you don't have to be perfect, you can still have the weed gummies and watch White Lotus and all that other shit. I just think that we need to find some self-awareness and some sense of self where we say, I don't fucking care about these trends or no trends or what you say yes or no to Candace. I'm just going to live my fucking life and that's how it should be. Now, next up, I'm going to answer a couple of your questions and then we're going to wrap this episode up. Forgive me. I have to go get my phone now because I always put it away. (laughs) Okay. We had one really nice question earlier today. 
um, there is a violinist actually who follows this podcast and her name is Holly. Holly asks any tips for keeping stress low when I'm in college and also having to work nearly full time. You know, Holly, the best thing for stress, in my opinion, is working out. So I always schedule a bar class in the morning or a Pilates class on a reformer that's uh, a Legree reformer. So it's like strength training. Um, I schedule it them both before noon if I can. So if you can whittle in a workout, it will really help you to release the endorphins which will get your blood flowing, which will get you to breathe a lot more clearly and to feel really good. You'll get those free endorphins after the workout and you'll be able to find a sense of self and clarity. And if you work out with other girls too, this is a really way to, a good way to empower yourself with other like-minded women that are strong and beautiful and they appreciate their body the way that we talked about today. So there's no need for any of that um, body positivity bullshit. It's, it's virtually learning how to love your body and to be grateful that it moves and you're breathing and you've got the blood pumping and flowing and you can just feel the positivity around you from other women. Next, we have a question from Paula C. She asks, Candace, what is your next book going to be like and when can we see it? Of the next book is Spirited. It's on spiritual wellness. It is about how my Buddhist mother married my Christian father. My mother from Japan married my father from Poland. And all we believed in was love because we didn't have anything else. And that was the perfectly imperfect way of saying I've lived in a very culturally and spiritually diverse household and we have made it work. So we think you can too. It's very exciting. It's got food. It's got wellness. It's got sex talk, financial talk, anxiety, help, like ways that you can become a better person through your finances, relationships, and your fucking ego. <clears throat> the ego gets in the way for a lot. Another one from D.D. Myers asks, what is the most valuable gift that you receive this holiday? I would say um, the self-realization that I'm going somewhere good and you are too. And it's because we are truly in touch with mindfulness and self-awareness like we talked about in episode 106. I've started to cut out all the unnecessary bullshit. Of course, like I said, there's still little things here and there that I really love and I probably won't change. I mean, I drink copious amounts of matcha and nut pods, collagen. I'm obsessed with cats to a point where it's probably a little crazy, but I don't care. You know, it makes me feel good and you should never let go of those little weird quirks that make you feel really good. There's a reason why people love Aubrey Plaza and it's because she's her fucking self. We need more people like that in this world. God, I hope I get to meet her one day. Cause she seems, she seems like she'd be a girlfriend cause she's such a weirdo. Okay. Last up is Heather's tacos. And she says, Candace, I've followed you for over a decade now 
I'm so proud of you and where you are going. And what can you say was the reason why you'd never gave up on your business? Well, Heather, it's all I've got at this point. And I'm really happy to hear that you've been around for so long. I commend so many of you for listening and sharing this with your friends. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You have juicy good karma coming, Heather. The baseline of, I, I actually don't have anything else. You know, it's like, I've got nothing to lose. I've got nothing else to do because I know this is my deepest calling. I'm afraid as fuck to go back to school, but I just keep saying to myself, I'd rather grow my degrees than a goddamn TikTok account. Sorry, God. Didn't want to insult you by putting you in the same sentence as them. But just saying, I know you guys know. I know you're shaking your head right now. Take a deep breath in. Take a deep breath out. I was getting a little bit too speedy there. But consistency is key. And there ain't no other place for me to be. And one day all the right people are going to notice all of my hard work. And things are going to get really good. I know the show is coming. I'm going to manifest it. And I know that I'll see you guys in New York. So excited to be back. It's been such a wonderful ride. And I never put the pieces of my last five years back together until I did today. When writing a preview for my next book. It just clicked and it doesn't happen that often you guys you don't have these moments of like holy shit but I believe that if you learn to let things go and you do that self-work of all those dirty demons and you face them and you say it is me it was me it's me I'm the problem and you do something about it and you take action and you actually do the things that you say you're going to do in real life and then you implement them in your life and you practice them in knowing you're not perfect and you're never going to be and you still make mistakes and you're still a shitty person I, I am all of the above but I know that people are dying for authenticity and that is the other reason why I will never change Heather I really love you guys Please share this episode with whoever needs to clean the shit out of their life this year and start over new. Because I don't give a fuck what anybody says. You can do it. I can do it like my mom said. Because Candice can do it. You know, anybody can. Candice, you need to be maybe have a confidence in your life. You are doing real great. I'm really proud of you. You know, she actually said that at Christmas, but it kind of went one in one year and out the other. Because I was like, yeah, right. In one hour, you're going to be yelling at me for like 30 different things but I'll take it I'll take it I'll take it <laughs> I love you guys have a great and blessed holiday happy new year may 2023 be the year where you finally lift the veil and start getting real and stop following the bullshit and stop believing all the dumbasses and stop following the hype and you just clean the shit out get the cobwebs out get the dirt out get the fucking ugh cleansing going have a fabulous week and don't forget to share this podcast with multiple people and give it a juicy five-star review i'm waiting for you do it now do it now for good karma 
do it now or this year you won't have good karma. All right. I love you guys. (laughs) Have a fabulous one and more weekly wellness on the Wabi Sabi podcast next week. Ciao for now.